to have everybody in the house of the Lord. There's something about gathering together as a church family, worshiping the Lord together, feeling after Him together that I enjoy. Good to have our, our little diamond here with us today. She's not little anymore. She was just a little girl when she was in Zachary's wedding. But man, she's, she's sprouting up and talking up a storm and have her. Man, I'm, I'm excited about our Sunday schools that are starting to grow. Amen. I'm excited about what this year is going to bring about for True Tabernacle. I'm excited what this year is going to bring about for you personally. Amen. I want you to say this. God has something for me. God has something for you this year. You have your, your Bibles. We're going to turn to the book of Deuteronomy. I feel the tug of my heart, the tug of my spirit. And I hear the voice of the Lord, and I believe it's not just to your pastor, but I believe it's to every church around the world. I believe the Lord is telling us to get ready. I believe he's telling us that there's something ahead. That his return is nigh. If you have your Bibles... Deuteronomy chapter number 30 verse 19 today I have given you a choice between life and death I'm leave, I'm reading in the new translation if you're wondering where I'm at between blessings and curses I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make you see, a lot of the problems we have in our world today, a lot of problems we have in ourselves is not caused by somebody else. It's caused by our choices. God is saying, I, I'm giving you a choice today, church, between life and death, between blessings and curses. And therefore, today, choose life. He says, oh, that you would choose life, that you and your descendants may live. I want you to hear the words of your pastor here today. That the decisions that we make does not just affect us only. You hear the word of God. He's saying to choose life here today. That not only you, but your children, that your grandchildren, all those around you might live. So I send this message out as a wake-up call to us all. As I want to give the word that was given to me, that the last train is about to leave. The last train is about to leave. Father, as I feel your presence in this place already, God, I pray that you would just speak through me today, God. 
knowing, oh God, the signs of the times, feeling the unction and the urgency of the Spirit here today, knowing, oh God, that we don't have time to waste anymore, knowing, oh God, that your coming is so soon that there has to be a wake-up call sound throughout this church. A wake-up call sounded throughout our town and throughout our country and throughout our world, oh God. Help us here today, God. In Jesus' name, amen. And you may be seated. It is no secret to anybody from this church that I was born and raised in the St. Louis area on the Illinois side. St. Louis is, is a hometown. It's, it's stomping ground to me. It's where we would go for entertainment. It's where I would work a big chunk of my adult life was in the downtown area and on the outskirts in the central west end. And it's in downtown. If you travel into St. Louis, not only will you find the Gateway Arch, but if you go down Market Street, you will find a, a very nice fixture. And it's called Union Station. It is a place that, that of, of great beauty. It is a place where many have, have come and many have gone. It was at Union Station that was built in 1894. It was in the, it was built by the very terminal railroad that my father worked at all of his life. It was built in 1894. And do you know at the peak uh, of this this time that it was open, it saw 100,000 people go through that station a day. It was a major hub of of travel and trains and. If you are a train buff like I am, you would study this, and, and not many people know this, but at Union Station, it was made for travel for, for passengers on the main level. And if you go, you'll see a, a beautiful hotel. You, you can go outside and see the acre and a half shed where there were multiple tracks where trains would enter and depart every single day, but not many people know that there are three levels underneath Union Station where all the uh, cargo trains would travel and, and, and go throughout and, and, and get on their way. But it was in this Union Station that I remember as a child going and, and, and hopping on an Amtrak train with my mother. And can you imagine that? A 11 year old child and, and, and my mom who was, uh, uh, could be mentally not there at times, but dad put us on the train to head to Pittsburgh to see her mother. Now, I wasn't too concerned with getting on the train because I knew dad was going to get us onto the right train, but there were multiple tracks that was underneath the shed, and you had to pick the right train. You had to go to the right track to get on the right train to get to where you were going. But it wasn't that I was too worried about. It was getting on the right train to come home that I was worried about. But it was at Union Station that many trains would come and many trains would leave to go throughout all of our country. It was in 1978 that the very last train left Union Station for good. 
A new station was built just on the other side of the highway that would now house and where the train station would be for Amtrak. It was at Union Station back in the 40s, and maybe you've seen it. The President uh, uh, Truman was holding up the newspaper that Dewey defeats Truman, even though he won the election. Have you seen that picture where he's holding that up? That picture was taken in Union Station in St. Louis. After 1978, when, when the last train uh, left the building, it stood idle for a long time. But in 1985, Union Station was recommissioned and redone as a shopping mall. I remember going there as a kid when the craze was to go to the malls to hang out. And they had shops and they had stores. They had the fudgery. How many knows what the fudgery is? That's where you would stand on the side, and they would make fudge right in front of you. They would sing their songs, working at the fudgery. And you get to eat the fudge. They give you samples of the fudge. But as many malls became, Union Station began to decline. And eventually, the malls started to close. The stores started to go away. But then a resurgence in Union Station took place. And today, if you go to Union Station, you will see a magnificent uh, uh, a Ferris wheel. Many, maybe some of you have rolled that Ferris wheel uh, because it is so large. And it's like the one that was in uh, uh, Chicago. And that one that is in Chicago, maybe you rolled that in Navy Pier. That Ferris wheel is now down in Branson, Missouri on the Strip. But if you hop onto this Ferris wheel, you will be able to see all of downtown. You will be able to see uh, all the way to the arch. And that's at Union Station right now. They have just opened a St. Louis aquarium that is now at the Union Station. But it was at Union Station that I had to get on a train that was destined for Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And the Lord put this thought in my mind today to prepare us to get ourselves in order, to get our family and homes in order. Because there is a train that is going to be leaving the station at the sound of the conductor's whistle. There's an old poem. It's a cowboy poem that goes like this. There's a train that's leaving for the north. And another that's headed south. And he's got to make his choice before the pay runs out. The last train is something I want to be on. But I want you to know, many of you know, if you come to my house, you'll see all the train memorabilia in my office. You'll see artifacts and memories of my dad. In fact, I, I wear the Terminal Railroad pin just about every Sunday as a memento, as a memory of my father working on the railroad. But I've heard some say that life is like a mighty, mighty train. And I want you to know because your life has tremendous power as an engine or locomotive Wood. That single locomotive can pull a lot of weight behind it. I've seen people overcome many obstacles, some in this church, that have hit rock bottom in their life, but have worked their way, and they've 
made it and inched their way forward out of the situation that they were in. I've seen some that lived in the valleys a long time, but then I've also seen them rejoice on the mountaintops as they just did not give up, but they continued on until they reached that other side. Can I say, like a train engine tugging its freight, we've got to keep moving forward. I know life gets hard and I know situations hit you, but you just simply cannot stop but sometimes inch by inch you got to keep going forward because let me tell you church there's a train that's about to leave the station we are coming close to the calling of the Lord and I want to be ready I want everybody to know here today as you've already heard Dr. King speak that your life has tremendous power your life has tremendous power. I, I, I want you to say this. The greatest power that you have right now is the power of choice. That is the greatest power that you have right now. But I want the church to know. I want everybody at the sound of my voice in this building to know that your life has purpose. Don't you come in here to and tell me that you have a no purpose life. You have a purpose. If you are here today, God wants you to know that you have a purpose in the kingdom of God. So I know this. Some trains will carry passengers. Some trains will carry lots of cargo and freight. Now, if you if you go through and, and perhaps you I know you've probably gotten stuck by them, but but downtown Pontiac, not only does the Amtrak go through there, but sometimes you'll be stuck by a long train of all the flat cars carrying the cargo uh, containers going from Chicago all the way down south. So there are trains that that carry passengers and others that that carry the freight. But each one of them has a purpose. No wonder Moses called out to his people because he knew their potential and he knew that they could make a choice too. That Moses cried out to choose life because somebody has the power to choose today the direction that you are going to go and the direction that you will be heading. You have a choice to make here today. Ecclesiastes says this. In Ecclesiastes 3, chapter number 1, to everything there is a season, and to every time, to every purpose under heaven. I want you to know, you may not like the season of life you're in right now. You may not like the situation that you're going through right now. But if you just hold on a little longer, and if you'll just keep on going, and you hang tight to the Lord, I guarantee your season is going to change. Can I prophesy here today? Somebody's season's about to change. Somebody's season's about to go from bad to good. You don't may not like the snow that's outside. You hold on a couple months, we're going to be of how hot it is. Well, some of us will. Some of us like hot. Some of us like extreme cold. Get ready. Polar vortex is heading our way. It's going to get cold. It's going to get real cold. But us heating guys, we like that. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. Do you know that God made everything for a purpose? 
from the smallest of the atom to the biggest of the planets. He had a purpose for everything that he was created. How much more than if he created the little things and the planets to have a purpose, how much more does he have a plan and a purpose for your life? Think about this. The greatest obstacle that a train had was not the big boulders that would fall on a train. You think that would be the biggest obstacle to stop a train? Do you know what the biggest obstacle to the steam engines in the old days, the biggest obstacles that they had was wet leaves on the track? Can't get no traction. Wheels would just spin, and the train wouldn't go anywhere. I've known people that just spend a lot of energy and are not going anywhere. They spend a lot of energy in things they shouldn't be spending energy in. And their lives aren't going anywhere. They just seem to be sitting still. Perhaps you, you, you've tried to, to clear the tracks. Can I say this? Sometimes we just got to clear out the clutter. There's a lot of things that are trying to get my attention and off the word of God. There's a lot of things, if I allow it, to get my attention off him and onto other things. Can I say, we got to focus our attention on God. There's a lot of things in your life right now that's cluttering up the tracks and you're spinning your wheels and you're getting frustrated because you don't seem to be going anywhere. I think it's because you have lost your purpose. There's no focus when you don't have a purpose. There's no focus when you, you don't know what your purpose is. And I believe every one of us at one time or another has asked that question, God, what is my purpose? Listen to the words of Isaiah in Isaiah 43, 6 and 7. I will say to the north, give up, and to the south, keep not back. Bring my sons from far and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Even everyone that is called by name, by my name, for I have created him for my glory. I have formed him, yea, I have made him. Can I say to the church today, you are not your own. God has formed you and God has purposed you for a plan. And I want you to know that if you are here right now, God has a plan for you. You have a purpose. And I want you to know you can leave this place knowing for sure that you were created by God for a purpose. Because you belong to him. You're not your own. I am not my own. I've been bought with a price. Can I say that he's the one that we need to be following after. But there are some that are following after their own selfish needs. Following after the career. Careers are important. We got to pay the bills. But if that's all I'm focused on is getting more money and getting more stuff and just going up the corporate ladder and not keeping my focus on him, I am heading in the wrong direction. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. I found out if I'm faithful to him and I'm following after him, blessings just naturally come. 
I don't have to go looking for them. You don't have to go looking for them. If you're following the plan of God and you're being faithful to God, blessings will come your way. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And all of these things are just going to add upon themselves to you. But I want you to know that your life has purpose. I don't know who I'm preaching to here today. Somebody has lost sight of the fact that your life does have a purpose. I found out this past year what I'm about to say, what I'm about to speak on. Because your life influences others. I've heard it said that I'm an island. I'm a rock. But I want you to know that no man and no lady that is in this place, you are not a rock because you're not alone. Because the decisions that you made not only affect you, but all those around you. I love watching the great big freight trains going down the tracks because normally you'll see a couple, two or three engines. And sometimes you'll see a helper engine right, right in the middle. Sometimes you only see that. Maybe you'll see the helper at the very end of the train. But my life is like that locomotive. It tugs on those that are behind me. There are times where I felt like throwing my hands up, saying, God, I can't deal with life anymore. And the reality kicks in. That there's a life dependent on me. That there's a family depending on me. There's a church that is depending on me. So I realize that the decisions I make not only affect her, not only does it affect these kids, but it affects all of the church too. And your life affects those that are with you. They affect those that are around you. Because like that train, there are people, there are lives, there are decisions, there are souls that are following after me. And the decision I make could not only affect me, but all of those that I'm in connection with. Listen to this. John the Revelator said this in Revelation 14. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Write, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth in, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works. Do follow them. Listen to me, church. There is a long train that will be following us into heaven. And behind what we lead our lives and souls and people that we have won to the Lord. The works that we have done on this earth, they follow us into heaven. There's some that don't feel that they have much influence on others. You have an influence on those that are around you. There are those who don't use their influence wisely. And there are those, and get this, I have spoken with people who have become angry at the church, angry at the leadership, 
angry at the decisions that were made and have left the church and they have made it their point to try to take as many people out of the truth as they can. And they hop trains and start going the wrong direction, trying to take as many people with them. Can I say, it depends today what train you choose to get on and where you choose to follow. How many remembers the story of the, the Pied Piper? Remember that? With, the story goes with, with one flute. He can lead all of the mice and the rats out of town to their destruction. But then when he changes instruments, he soon starts robbing the town of its youth. And can I say to the church and to the youth and to the hyphen group of True Tabernacle that there is a spiritual Pied Piper that is trying to leave good young people from the church and good young people from God himself. trying to lead souls into destruction, trying to lead good young people to their spiritual destructions. And if you would listen, I hear that spirit calling out to young people today, follow me, it's more fun. Follow me, it's better than the church. Follow me, you will have more friends than you will have in the church. There's a song that came out years ago. I'm sure you've heard it. I'm on the highway to hell. And I've heard that there's going to be a party in hell. We're going to get with our friends and we're going to have a good time in hell. Come on with us. We'll form a parade and we'll get on this highway to hell. But listen to your pastor. Listen to what was spoken in Luke chapter number 16. Luke 16, 26, 26, I'm sorry, 16 and 26. Says this, between us and you is a great gulf. Listen to those words. Between us and you is a great gulf. I want you to know that in heaven there is an us. In hell, it's only you. In heaven, there's friendship. There's community. There's family. And that's what I like about the church, is we're family. But in hell, it's you and you alone. If you make the wrong choice, you start following the wrong train, you're going to be living alone. Living alone with your conscience for eternity. Why didn't I listen to the pastor that day? Why didn't I go to the altar when I had the chance? And sadly, there are people that have just simply bought into the enemy's lie that you've got plenty of time. 
You got plenty of time. There's a path that leads to destruction. There's a path that's destination is in hell. But I want you to know there's no party that's going to be going on in hell because hell leads to a loneliness because it's only going to be you alone. Solitary souls writhing in pain and agony for eternity. But God says to choose life. But who are you following today? Who are you leading? Who's following you? Zechariah 11 and 2 says this. Wail, O pine tree, for the cedar has fallen. The stately trees are ruined. Wail, oaks of Basham, the dense forest has been cut down. Can I say your decision affects others? I've seen the decisions of parents totally take out the kids. I've seen the decision of others that just have annihilated the whole family. Because we do affect others. I can come home and my wife be in a good mood, but if I come home in my grouchy mood and I start chomping on her, suddenly the whole atmosphere changes. And what I do and what I say affects her. And that works two ways. I can come home in a good mood, and she starts chomping on me. She starts complaining. She starts doing this. Next thing I know, I'm in a grouchy mood. I'm griping, and I'm complaining. Because we affect one another. And we can exert our influence for the good. We should be very careful for the road and the path and the train that we choose. I remember seeing this a while back. It's in weather kind of like this. In our nation's capital on I-95, there was fog, there was snow, and it made for a horrible traveling uh, uh, situation. And one car spun out of control, hitting the guardrail, kind of ending up in the middle of the highway. And it wasn't long after that that another car who didn't see that crashed into that car. And it started forming a chain reaction. And there was literally hundreds of cars piled up in this highway. And there was a lot of loss of life. And sometimes we're like that. Our life spins out of control. And it affects somebody that is around us. Who you hang out with does matter. Who you consider your close friends does matter. It said in, in Samuel that Ammon had a friend. But this friend gave him poor advice and ultimately it cost him his life so i say be careful who you choose your friends be careful with who you're hanging out with be careful of who you're listening to can you imagine the joy that moses had after leading all of these thousands of people to the brink of the promised land 
and knowing that he did lead them and looking over his shoulder and seeing all of the children of Israel behind him. And knowing that his life influenced them for the better. So I want you to know your life has a purpose. Your life has influence. But I want you to know that your life is heading somewhere. I like going into towns and, and seeing the old tracks that are train tracks that are there in town. I don't know where that those tracks head. I don't know where they were going. I was talking to my wife the other day. I'm so grateful that I wasn't born back in the old western days. Riding a horse everywhere. I was watching an old western with her. And this guy says, I have to head to Oregon for whatever reason. So him and another man that was with him got on their horses. They said, we're going to Oregon. I said, I wouldn't know what direction Oregon is if, if I left right now. Right. He just got on the horse, started going, we're heading to Oregon. See ya. And they, they went off into the sunset. How do they know what direction Oregon is? I have to have a GPS now just to get me to Dairy Queen. That's how lost I get in town. They just headed off. But I look at these train tracks, and I don't know where this one leads to or where that one leads to. I know they go somewhere. But the spiritual realm, it's just the same. There's two sets of tracks that we can choose. There's only two sets of tracks, and that's one thing I like about our God. There's no middle of the road. Either you're, you're either going or you're not going. There's no middle ground. And the choice of the church today, the reality is this. We have to choose which track we're going to get on. Because if I follow my flesh, and if I follow what I want to do, and I don't want to follow after God's plan, I don't want to follow after the man of God, if I choose, I know to expect destruction. It's interesting as a, as a pastor. How many have come and said, Pastor, I wish I would have listened to you. Matthew chapter number 7, Jesus says this, Enter ye at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there that which go in thereat, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Because people want to take the easy way. I've been told as a pastor, I want to go to this church, speaking about another church, because I can live any way I want. I can dress any way I want. I don't have to do this, and I don't have to do that. I can do this, and I can party, and I can go be with all my friends and do this. I want to go there because that's the easy way. 
But God says, if you want to do it my way, this is the path that leads. Holy living leads this way. You want to know why I keep preaching holiness and separation and living a holy life? Because that's the way God chooses for us to be on. But Jesus said there's two choices to make, just like Moses. You can choose the broad way where everybody's going, where it's a good time, where you can do whatever you want to do, or you can choose the narrow way. But I believe it's time, as we have started, in 2021 on a new path and a new journey that this church has never seen as far as revival before. But somebody here needs to change trains. You need to change your thinking. You need to change and realize what you are doing is affecting those around you. I can simply just try. I can try to will upon myself. But the reality is this. If you're on the wrong train, and Dietrich Bonhoeffer said this, if you're on the wrong train, it's no use running down the corridor in the other direction. I literally wanted to do that. Because I seen Bugs Bunny do it. I wanted to get on the Amtrak, and I knew that train was flying. I wanted to turn around in the opposite way and run and see if I just stay in place. Well, it didn't happen. But God has given this time some to change directions. In Peoria right now as we stand, stand with me, please. In Peoria where I used to have an office, where I used to work, right across from my building, there's a, there's a park, and in this park, what used to be an actual uh, uh, station where, where trains would come in, but right in the middle of this park was an old roundabout. Anybody know what a roundabout is? Where the train used to pull on this roundabout going this way, but the roundabout would turn that train completely around so it can go a different direction. It could choose different tracks for it to be on. And that's what repentance is. That's what it's all about, coming to church. That's the decision you make. God, I'm going in the wrong direction. Somebody needs to change tracks. Somebody needs to commit to God and stop going the wrong way and start heading in the right direction. I want somebody to know today, you need to choose life. When we first came here to Pontiac, we didn't have an apartment. We really were homeless. So we bought a little 32 foot 
RV. And some of you can remember driving by the church and seeing that RV parked right out here. And for a period of time, that RV was our house. The Lord really kept on me. You really want revival? You said you'd do anything for revival in Pontiac. But that was the place that we would stay on weekends. In fact, that was the place Sister Hyle and Allison lived her first year in high school here in Pontiac. And I remember laying in that RV at night. And I would start to be able to tell time because I knew exactly what time it was because I would hear that Amtrak engine blowing, that horn blowing in the distance from the RV. You can hear everything. People didn't know they'd walk by the RV and they're sitting there talking and having an argument. They didn't know somebody's living inside that RV. You hear everything. I heard that whistle in the distance and knew that the train was coming into the station or I heard the sound in the distance and knew that the train is leaving the station now if you go to the tracks you will see that they don't blow their whistles in Pontiac Illinois so they blow through those train signals with no with no whistles but I want somebody to know that it won't be long till that whistle will be a trumpet. And at the sound of the trumpet, there won't be time to go ahead and make amends with the brother that I offended. There won't be time to, okay, God, I will get my act together. But I believe God has given me this message as a whole for us as a congregation to understand that we have to make some choices in our life. And the choices that we make will lead to either a blessing or a curse. It will lead to life or it will lead to death. What you choose will affect you and your soul and it will affect those around you but I believe God has given me this message church to let us know that that train is going to be leaving before too long these altars are open if you need to seek after God if you need to make a fresh commitment to God today is the day to do it today is to make it right I encourage you, come pray, come seek after God, come make a recommitment to God. The time is running out. Choose life here today.